Yet again, we are, yes, we are. We're halfway through October, man. It's flying it's the by. Seventeenth of October. It is Tuesday, and I am Chris Zane, and I am Chad Lee. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, thank you guys. As always, we appreciate it each and every week that yep. any of you decide to tune in and listen to us. And uh, if you are listening or watching us right now, please like and follow us and rate us five stars. Make sure you subscribe as well. Hit that little notification up there. Yep. Ring that bell, as they say. And uh, make sure to follow us on all things social media at Fringe underscore Fanatics. It is episode 56, Chad. Yes. Yeah. It's the Lawrence Taylor episode. LT. That's yeah. right. <laughs> One of the uh, more colorful characters in the NFL. I was going to say yeah. controversial. <laughs> yeah, colorful is a colorful, diplomatic yeah. way to put it for sure. <laughs> he, uh, he definitely had fun, man. Legend know? in his own right. That yeah. is definitely for sure. He's got one long resume. That's true. Yeah. After an All-American career at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill uh, through 78 and 81, Taylor was selected by the Giants as the second all overall selection in the 1981 NFL draft. Um he was kind of the first guy to really have like uh, controversy surrounding his selection due to uh, contract demands, but the two sides quickly resolved the issue. Uh, and Taylor went on to become the first and only player uh, to this date to win the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year and the NFL Defensive Player of the Year in the same year in 1981. Um, he also went on to produce double-digit sacks in each season from 1984 through 1990, including a career high of 20 and a half in 1986. This guy was the first game wrecker, really. Yeah. I mean, like the well, probably not the first, but well, I think it was like the the beginning of what we think of as a game wrecker today. A great example is what we watched last night with Micah Parsons. I heard a lot of analysts talking about how that was Lawrence Taylor like last night. They needed to seal that game up and get a stop right there at the end when Justin Herbert had a chance to go down there. And what happened? Micah Parsons caused a sack and then got some pressure on Justin Herbert and then caused an interception. That would be a pass rush interception is what he caused there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that he closed that game out. He did. And um, and that's what Lawrence Taylor used to do all the time. Yeah, and uh, – he did a lot of other things to, to, to a few people's careers. We'll talk about Joe Theismann in a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also won a record three Defensive Player of the Year awards, the first to do it since tied by J.J. Watt and Aaron Donald. Um, he was also named the league's most valuable player in 1986. He and Alan Page, um, who did it in 1971, are the only defensive players in league history to uh, earn that award. Um, still going, man. First team all pro in eight of his first 10 seasons. Uh, second team all pro in the other two. So yeah. he's not far off. Uh, and he was a key member of the Giants defense, nicknamed the Big Blue Wrecking Crew. Yeah, that was a scary defense back then. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. You got Carl Banks, Gary Reasons, Brad Van Pelt, Brian Kelly, Pepper Johnson. Great name. Mm -hmm. Pepper. We need more people named after uh, condiments and such. <laughs> yeah. you know, pepper, salt. Spices and shit. Yeah, the Spice Girls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and let's not forget Hall of Famer Harry Carson. Um, but he was 
basically regarded as one of the best defensive players of his generation. He was kind of the first guy where like teams like had to start actually like game planning for one person. Where yeah. It's just like, we cannot let this guy, you can't just go one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. with him. It's just not going to work. Yeah. Definitely not. And he had awesome uh, appearances in, I think any given Sunday, he played a linebacker, right? He did. Yeah. And, and then, uh, was he the one that knocked out the guy's eyeball? I don't remember that, but I do know there's that a guy's eyeball that came out. He got knocked Sunday. out, and then he was like unconscious on the field. Oh yeah, he was and like he was he like got, CTE back. Yeah, in the day exactly. That was knew. like what they were showing <laughs> yeah. with CTE before they <laughs> actually had it know. labeled CTE. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then all, yeah, the Water Boy. Yeah, yeah. it's a classic line in that one. <laughs> That's why <laughs> you don't, don't do smoke crack. crack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that classic. kid's why you don't smoke crack. Yeah. Yeah. You just sniff it. Wise words. But yeah, Joe Theismann, We all know uh probably one of the most gruesome um and like the first like gnarly injury on national tv yeah and like leg break where it was like i mean there's been compound fracture numerous ones but like this was just like on prime time to where everybody saw it it was disgusting yeah and the same thing actually happened to alex smith in uh, a Washington uniform, much like Joe Theismann, also on, uh, I believe, a Monday or Thursday night. I believe it was on the same yard line as yeah, well. Yeah, it was creepy. Um, I think the score was the same. Yeah. I think the Matrix froze up that night or it something. Did. That, that was fucking weird, man. That dude almost died from that. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was nuts, wild. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yes, Lawrence Taylor, you are the athlete of the episode. So thank you for um, all you've done and yeah. the fun you had. Because we right. all would have loved to have done some of the shit you did in yeah, life. There, no <laughs> doubt. I wanted to suggest Derek Johnson, but yeah, definitely Lawrence Taylor's still way better. Yeah, Johnson. yeah. But, you know, it's a homer no, pick. That's a, yeah, it's biased right there. Oh, no, yeah, but it's all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, well, um, how was your weekend, man? It was good. Uh, it's kind it's of feels weird say, saying, you know, like, oh, you know, how was your week when we see each other every day? But, I know. It's weird because you know, we've already talked about this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's all right. We'll just put it on the record now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll probably remember more shit now that we already talked about it once. You know? Yeah, that's true, man. <laughs> it's just going to sink in more. But the weekend was uh, pretty wild. Just taking care of a sick dog. We got that all taken care of. Um, Little man just, squared away. Yeah, nursing him back to health. Uh, he's doing a lot better now. Uh, I watched a lot of college football, and I finally – Almost finished Drive to Survive. Nice. And I got the hook. Dude, I, I told I'm you. I'm into it, man. And now you have more reasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yep. well we can talk about that in a little bit, but yep. you have uh, vested uh, rooting options it's, now in uh, F1 team. It's really fascinating, especially when they interview these drivers and you see these different personalities. It's like what I was texting you, how like Verstappen really has that type of like... It's like what you see with some of the elite athletes in basketball and NFL to where they're laser focused all in all the time. That's the way Max is. He seems like he's a guy that'd be really boring to go get a beer with. But some of those other guys that kind of just seem to not take it so serious, there's a reason why they're not winning as much as him. No, definitely. Yeah. I mean, they even say like um even when like outside of racing, like he's just in the VR like just in the driving simulation. Wow. Just ripping around. Damn, dude. That sounds like Kobe. Kobe was in the gym all the time. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we basically are looking at Verstappen as one of those guys who is going to be uh, one of the all-timers. So, yeah. um, and that's a great time to get into the sport, which I'm glad that we have started to do that now. So, uh, yeah, and yeah. we will bring up some good news. Yeah, yeah. We when will. we talk about it a little later, we will, we will, we will. All right. Uh, what well, is what about, about it? 
how was your weekend? It wasn't too bad. Um, Saturday, we had that show for the Denver Magic Makers Market, which Meryl's a part of. It's like a whole bunch of mystical people getting together and cool. selling their wares and mystical things. Very and nice. uh, we actually played, uh, they rented out this cool ass spot. It's way down off like Broadway in Colorado. Uh, it's called Void Studios. But they've got those sweet, like, white infinity walls that don't have, like, corners at the bottom. They're rounded. So, like, you can make the room look kind of however you want with lighting. Like, with the right lighting, it could look like it goes on forever. Yeah. But uh, we were kind of talking about... uh, Maybe filming a video there or something. Oh, so, that'd be badass. Uh, but it was crazy, dude. Like, there's a whole bunch of shit going on with them. And then, like, at 8 o'clock, these DJs showed up. And uh, I was like, what's going on? And this uh, Asian dude who was running everything. I forget the name of the shit now. Um, I probably should have remembered that. But uh, he was like, uh, I just basically, we started, like, streaming. They, like, will have, like, four DJs come in on Saturday night. Uh-huh. And then they uh, will... I don't know if they're live streaming or they're just filming it, but they have all these people show up and it's like a littler room with one of those white infinity walls. Yeah. And all these people are like partying and like, there's like a DJ sitting there like DJing and shit. And then like they do a set and then another guy comes in and they do a set. And I was like, so what's going on, man? He's like, well, we basically have these four guys come in and then this gives me my content for the whole month. And then every week we're releasing uh, one of those um, sets um, as content and i was like oh damn so i was kind of looking kind at of it from the perspective of like i'm checking out like how they're doing shit just, yeah you know that's because of this now i'm no, like totally. oh what's going on over here like what do you guys do yeah. how do you do this i was yeah. trying to pick someone's yeah. brain man that's cool so that was pretty cool um and like i said found a cool place we might go rent out uh to record a like a live music video shoot type deal kind of reminds me <clears> of like the mtv making the v- like music video back in the day yeah it like, kind of reminds me of like the cube or something like that yeah maybe. yeah like, yeah kind of inside of that it kind of reminds me of like the back in like the 60s and 70s they'd have like those like american bandstands but they'd be like in a white room kind yep. of almost look yeah, yeah. so Something cool like that. Other than that, Saturday or Sunday, um, that was my whole Saturday. Sunday, I watched a lot of football. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yep. I didn't really have any vested interest. Yeah, so I Broncos just was watching that day. Yeah. They already are losing one in five now. So they're done. Yeah. It's <laughs> nice watching other football. Though. Yeah. It is kind of nice with the Thursday night game. Cause you're like, ah, you don't really care about what's going on today. You know? Yeah. But it's just, it's just your fantasy. I was already players. sad. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> well, Shall we do a shot? We should, yeah. That that about wraps up my weekend. So let's get on. Let's get on to it, man. Hell yeah! Let's do a little shotty shot. The lead off shot. We've been nursing this uh, Buffalo Trace. We have. Well, that one week we just did drinks. Yeah, we just kind of took it off. Last week your back was broken. So broken. That's what it feels like. All All right. right, Well, cheers cheers to you guys for tuning in, and cheers to you, sir. Here's the episode of Fifty Six. Rolling right along. Uh, speaking of backs, I got a new thing. I broke my back. <laughs> what do you mean by that? You broke my back it? is broken. What por- a, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. 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 Fucking <laughs> <Spinal. laughs> <Spinal>. Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when he said that. I don't know. It was a fight was in like the nineties. It was after a fight. Oh shit. Yeah, they were interviewing him. He, he was like, see, his back was broken. So he was lucky he was <laughs> <My> standing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you goes, mean, Mike? Is it like a vertebrae? It's spinal. It's the whole spine. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> spinal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, it's time for uh the good old fashioned headlines of the week. Yep. Let's get into it. 
Headlines! Get your headlines here! That's right. Maybe what we need to start switching up from when we go to like these NFL headlines, how we start with the injuries, is just like some type of headline where someone's just like, I broke, I broke everything. <laughs> yeah. As we just My roll body. through like nine or ten different injuries, it's like fucking bummer. We shit. need to find. There's got to be like a like a hockey coach who's just like. Uh, it's full body. <laughs> yeah. Everything, everything it's hurts. It's not upper body. It's not lower body. It's a whole body injury. It's whole body is broken. That's what we need is eventually when we have a producer, they'll just find all this shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is a lot harder when it's just us. But you know what? We look pretty fucking good. So yeah. I don't really give and a that's shit. True. This is all grassroots, man. Yeah, grassroots. Well, do you want to kick us off with the uh, injuries? Then I'll just yeah, let me uh, get us of this going, though. Personal file. Good call. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. That's right. Yep. And we are about to give you the business of injuries because uh, there's quite a few to a lot of prominent players this weekend. A lot of them might uh, have issues with people's fantasy teams because uh, we're looking at a lot of offensive players. I'll start it out. And stars, too. Yeah, stars. A lot of stars. Justin Fields, not necessarily a star. I mean, he should be, but not this year. Started quarterback, though. Uh, yeah, his thumb fell off. Yep, dislocated um, he tried to thumb. put it back on. Uh, it stuck on there but then he couldn't grip the ball so yeah. uh it's looking like what i read last night they're talking a couple weeks it's and they're doing an mri they did an mri yesterday to see if there's any significant damage aside from just a dislocation um but i'm assuming he will probably not be playing this week yeah it's on his throwing hand too so i really yeah. doubt that they're... they said he couldn't even grip the ball they so. uh his backup i wasn't even i didn't even know who this guy was <sighs> it wasn't perryman was it no, uh, uh he's not no Peterman, Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peter- no, he hasn't Nathan been in the Peterman. league in a while. I think he got. I think he's on some team, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, he's still throwing interceptions. Yeah, he's maybe. still got more interceptions than yeah. completions. I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's just move on. Damian yeah. Harris, unfortunately, stretchered off. Really scary incident, man. The Bills, I think, had way some flashbacks of last year. It was nuts, well, and man. we talked about it on Monday, dude. Like how weird is that scene? Like they cut to Demar Hamlin all tore up on the sideline. Yeah. And then they cut to the ambulance driving off and it says Hamlin 18 or had his number 33. 33. Yeah, yeah, 33. It's like <laughs> It, it's to me, it just resembled like he's, morbid. Yeah, it's, it's almost like what you would do if somebody died. Yeah, he's just right there on the bench. He's, he's right there. No. Is he driving it? Why does his number have to be on God, it? God, and he was crying on the sideline. I mean, it was bad. And you know what's weird? We haven't really talked about this. The injury the itself injury, was weird. It didn't even look that bad, man. No, and it was weird too. So like he he goes to the hole. You see the collision. Obviously, it's helmet to helmet, face mask to face mask, basically. Yeah. He gets tackled. He goes to the ground and he's moving. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of stops and like, and you see him doing something weird with his hands. Like I, he probably was like, didn't yeah. have feelings in his hand. Um, but then he, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, holy shit, we got an ambulance all of a sudden. Like yeah. I didn't realize, like I figured he probably got like, you know, a little concussed or something. But yeah, to see yeah. him like get stretched off. They stopped game for a while. Yeah, they did. It, did. it definitely put a halt on the game. And again, the Bills cursed. Man, seriously. Cursed. I mean, they had to have been thinking, like, what is it with us that this keeps happening? Yeah, let's uh, run through a couple more quarterbacks real quick. Uh, right. Trevor Lawrence, 
left with a knee injury late. Uh, I think he's going to play this week, but there is a possibility. Make sure to check your lineups before Thursday because he does have a questionable tag right now. I did um, see at the end of the day when I left work that it is likely that he's going to play. Okay. Yeah, he was seen at practice day with like a brace on his knee, so... Yeah. Well, that's good because yeah. uh, he's been doing pretty damn good this year. He's been doing all right. Well, yeah, I'd say they're average. winning. They, uh, they're yeah, winning. they are winning. But I think we expected a lot more from him. Yeah, it does say he only has five touchdowns and two interceptions. That's not looking very good. Yeah, they're off. They've really been middle of the pack when it comes to DVOA. Yeah, do you want to hit one of these other QBs? Yeah, let's go, Anthony Richardson. Oh, let's talk about that. Probably done for the year. Yeah, yeah, we knew it was going to probably be an IR situation when it was a grade 3 AC joint sprain. But, yeah, yeah definite bummer now that they're like, uh, I think we're going to have to shut him down. Sucks, man. Yeah, definite bummer. Like we said, uh, he could have been good this year, but injuries, man. Yeah, the guy's yeah. got to figure out how to not get uh, just obliterated every time he gets hit. It just doesn't <laughs> seem to work out using these guys as running backs who are quarterbacks, you know, running all these times. Like, just... Josh Allen's a freak. I don't know how he doesn't get hurt more often. You see they have dialed back the design QB runs, though. For him? A little bit. Yeah, he's starting to Still slide Still has a more. few a game. I guess but... McDermott talked to him that, yo, man, you need to fucking slide. He, like, will look for contact and try to, like, hurdle and well, did she, you like, see somersault over people. In that game with the Giants, when that fight broke out, he went through yeah, there he went and was in pushing there, people, man. Punching people. <laughs> he's a roughneck, dude. Don't don't you push my lineman down, yeah, damn it. Coming from BYU. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, yeah. This was something that he dealt with uh, in the 2022 season. It is the oh. same type of thing. Years uh, past, too. He's this yeah. is a nagging injury. Got, got a problem with the ankle. Have some Malik Willis steps in, and they don't do any better. No, it looked about the same. <laughs> yeah. So when do we see Will Levitz and the mayonnaise? Man? Yeah. When we're gonna see the mayonnaise coffee man? Yeah, it that's could what be it this is. year. Yeah. <laughs> he does love mayonnaise. Bring it out. Uh, and then Jimmy G, uh, uh, again. This is weird, man. I did cannot stay healthy for no, one single season. So fragile, dude. Uh, yeah, so he's got a back injury. Um, I think they said he's day-to-day right now, but it's, I mean, you never know with a I back. doubt he's going to play. And then yeah, I think it was the rookie, and then who else do they have there? Uh Brian Hoyer, that's who stepped yeah, in for him. Dude, yeah, dude, the perennial backup quarterback. Yeah, McDaniels only likes backup <laughs> old Patriots quarterbacks. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for quarterbacks. Yeah, let's head to some teams that really just got hit with the injury bug horribly. Let's go to the Niners, where news came out today that Christian McCaffrey, who exited last week's game with an oblique injury, is possibly going to play next Monday. Oh, yeah, so they were saying it's it's looking like... Uh, he did avoid a serious injury. I think they were worried that he possibly broke a rib or... Uh, dislocated one or whatever the fuck yeah, happens there. Yeah, dislocate a rib. Yeah. It just, it's strange. The big one Cartilage. was uh, Debo uh, Samuel. He's day-to-day with the shoulder right now. Just seems like he's dealing with an injury every fucking year. Cannot stay healthy. But they, they ask that guy to do a lot, you know? Yeah. They ask him to run up the middle sometimes. <laughs> the one that I think is more severe than both of those, I mean, I don't know about Christian McCaffrey, but this guy, he's probably the best left tackle in football, Trent Williams. I don't know if anybody saw the injury, but someone got blocked into his knee, and it just looked so painful. He came back to the end of the game, but he was hobbling around, and after the game, he was seen in a boot. So 
Definitely pay attention to that one because Brock Purdy and the Niners did not look the same when these three guys went out. No, they didn't. And then uh, Brock Purdy forgot how to throw a football in the rain, apparently. Uh, also, moving on to, uh, I mean, now that we're talking about offensive tackles, Lane Johnson suffers a lateral ankle sprain against the Jets. Um, it's looking like a status for Week Seven's in doubt. That could be yep. a huge loss for um, Philly, who's looking to get back on track after getting shellacked yep. by the uh, the vaunted Jets defense. That was shocking, man. <laughs> I just, dude. And sir, you heard what Salah said. We embarrass these gauntlet of quarterbacks. Yeah, they have. And then uh, he, I, he I wrote something else down that he uh, said after the game. We'll talk about that in a yeah. second. Oh, there was one other quarterback, Baker well, Mayfield, though. Oh yeah, but. Um, I, possible shoulder but they were saying i saw I yesterday it no big it's mostly deal. hand contusion yeah uh well th- that wasn't it for the eagles i didn't write down all of them but this is just the biggest ones reed Blanken- blankenship oh yeah dude their defense ribs bradley roby shoulder and there was probably six or seven other guys that i didn't write down i mean there may be two yeah. other linemen uh, it wasn't Jason Kelsey or anything like that, which actually in that last game, he broke the record for, he now holds the Eagles franchise record Iron for man. the most consecutive starts. Yeah. It's like nine years, man. So nuts. That's wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Eagles, they got hit hard. Go ahead and call the uh, Broncos Eagles and grab uh, Justin Simmons. Why don't you to fill in one of them safety spots? We'll and take Ma- a third. McGlinchey. Yeah, you can have him too. What do we need him for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, let's bounce back to um, David Montgomery, also with a rib injury. Yep. Um, looking he's like day yeah, so far. He was ruled out after um, not returning to the field. Fucking um, Phillies hit another home run, man. They are just having a home run oh, derby dude. throughout these playoffs. This is fucking nuts. Is it the first inning still? Yeah, it's oh, bottom of the one. first, man. That's there's it. no outs, huh? Nope. Oh, no, there's oh, one. one out. Oh, shit. Yeah, so All right. right now we're watching game two of the Diamondbacks and Phillies. NLCS. Series. Fuck the Phillies that knocked out my Braves. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, so David Montgomery, he's out. Uh, I don't know if on the status of Jameer Gibbs. He didn't play last week. As far as I know, it's still doubtful. Yeah, um, veteran reserve Craig Reynolds may be uh, taking over in the backfield against Tampa Bay this week. I so put in we'll a see. waiver for him. Did you? You yeah. rascal. I've got some waivers in, too. That you do. Um, Kyron Williams, Los Angeles, uh, running back for the Rams. After um, a huge game. Suffered an ankle injury, um, left in a boot. So that looks like even if it isn't something major, you're probably looking at at least a week. Yeah. Um, Ronnie Rivers, also for the Rams, another running back. Yeah, they signed uh, <laughs> Miles Gaskin today. Yeah. Yep. PCL strain for Ronnie Rivers. Um, what else is that? That's about, Oh, LaVisca Chenault for the um, wide receiver slash running back for the uh, – uh, Carolina Panthers. I forgot that he got traded from Jacksonville. And then on the defensive side, the Dolphins, their star cornerback, Xavier Howard, uh, did not return to the game because of a groin. Damn groins. Yep. Pulled his, uh, pulled his balls. Yep. Can't do that. Try to do the splits. Don't do that, man. <laughs> um, Other I think, NFL news. I think that's it for injuries, isn't it? Uh, Montez Sweat for yeah, Washington. That's a big deal. Uh, thumb injury. You know, those pass probably... rushes, though, you just put a club on it. Yeah. You just, you just hammer those guys. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's going to do it for the old injury report, if you will. We've got a couple trades to mention today. Ooh, and trades. Signings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old veteran Julio Jones was signed by the Eagles today. Yeah. Seven-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, he's been just hanging around. 
not doing shit. Yep. Which was surprising that nobody um, picked him up in the off season. I was, you know, it kind of makes sense that they picked him up because they have Devonte Smith, but Devonte Smith had a couple cru- crucial drops in that last game, and it just seems like AJ Brown's like the only real f- the way they're funneling the offense through the passing yeah, game. I think he had like seven receptions for like 131 yards yeah. or some shit like that. I think it's but, like three straight games he's had over 130. Yeah, pretty wild. Uh, other news: Frank Reich has now uh, seeds well now seeds the play calling duties to first year uh, OC Thomas Brown after an 0 and 6 start. Reich says the decision was 100% his and had nothing to do with owner David Tepper. Brown becomes the third active black offensive coordinator with Bienemy and Brian Johnson of the Eagles being the other two. Um, Brown did come from the Rams where he was the assistant head coach to Sean McVay. So um, we talked about it with the whole play callers um, podcast. It's all from that same tree. Yeah. So um this guy should and um, does have a little heat behind him just due to the fact that um, he was with McVay. So we'll see how it goes now. Um, there's only you can only really go up at zero and six. You yeah. know, <laughs> well, that's not entirely true. But <laughs> Dude, you I should, watched, in theory, go I was up. watching that Dolphins Carolina game on Red Zone. And it was ugly. I mean, it's shocking the Panthers jumped up to a fourteen zero lead, but after that, it's like oh it's shit. Tough. You know, it's oh, just like in, like what we keep hearing. It's like the owners like. We got to get that number one pick. Wait, we don't have a number one pick next oh, year. Oh, shit. The okay. Bears have it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. And, and now the a... Bears are going to have one and two. Damn it. Yep. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. One other thing I did want to mention, Chad brought it up last week. Flag football was in the running to become a new sport in the Olympics, in the 28 Paris Olympics. And uh, flag football made it, as well as No, cricket. not Paris Olympics. The 2028 Oh Olympics shit! The, in L.A. Oh shit! That's right. Mm-hmm. The Paris ones are what next year? Uh, yeah, yep, yeah, twenty twenty four. Yeah. All right. Well, I, but um, I'm not I did a, see news today guy. that the NFL is going to try to work with using NFL players for that. You get retired, guys. <laughs> There's yeah. nobody that's going to be playing in the league. Yeah, can make. you imagine them getting hurt from flag football? No. And today it was uh, news that came out that Tom Brady called the NFL. It looks like flag football now and w- criticized the refs. To me, I thought that was kind of interesting because this is the guy that the the league pretty much catered to changing to protect him. We got the tuck him. rule, you know? You know, and anytime you... Because of the Chiefs, Bernard Pollard going low and hitting him, which, you know, I get. You don't well, you shouldn't go he? low. Well, how dare he? Yeah. And go. now he's going to come out and say it's starting. It's like, it's because of you, motherfucker. Well, he's just getting ready for his comeback, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we all know he's coming back. Gronk's coming out of retirement. Brady's testing the waters already. Well, he's a free agent his, next year. The rest of his life is falling apart because he had to part ways with his uh, his good friend Alex Guerrero because TB12 is tanking. Oh, well. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Yeah, that uh, TB12, they closed the doors in Foxborough at their their storefront location. And his longtime partner, Alex Guerrero, they, they parted ways after they just uh, yeah. they weren't really seeing eye to eye on the money. And so, yeah. Well, and, yep. bummer. Well, the the rich aren't going to get that much richer, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, that's all I got for headlines. What about you for that's the NFL? It. That's all right. It. Well, you know what it's time for. It's time for the pick and roll. Some basketball. I tried to find this movie, but you can only pay to rent it. it you, they took it off Netflix? 
Yeah. Wow. I, Honestly, I got in the Tropic Thunder because I was looking for that. And oh. then to- Tropic Thunder, literally before last week, was pay to rent. And then I think they just added it to Prime. Oh, I see. Or Hulu. Nice. One of the two. That's fucking cool. So I did watch that. Uh, but yes, we are into the NBA. And guess what? James Harden is still not happy. And still um, eating those donuts. Yeah. Well, we haven't seen too many. It's not like the Rockets days when he showed up and he was yeah. like literally 50 pounds overweight. I don't have much room to talk about being 50 pounds overweight because that's probably where I'm at. But but you're also not a professional <laughs> basketball that's player. Getting that's paid, totally different. I'm not getting dude. paid to uh, be You can eat shape. all the donuts you want. Yeah, and I don't even eat donuts. That's yeah. the sad part. Uh, but yeah, after Friday, Friday's practice, um, Harden basically comes out and says the relationship with the front office is the only way he will refer to Daryl Morey as the front office um, is beyond repair. Yep. And I saw news today that he has not taken part in any preseason games. And I think what we saw only one practice he's been a part of. So the situation is pretty rocky there. Yeah. It's uh, heating up. Yep. Uh, But yeah, it sounds like from what he said, he's like, Basically, once you lose trust in someone, it's like a marriage. You know what I mean? So he says his plan is to ba- play basketball, but it sounds like what's done is done. He which needs to go to China. What's done is was done in Brooklyn. What's done was done in mm-hmm. uh, Houston. What's done was done in uh, Oklahoma City. Like it's yeah. just the same fucking thing. The, the pattern never continues. Gonna be happy. Um, what else do you got, Jen? I got the news of Giannis and Dame playing their first preseason game together. And afterwards, Giannis came out and said, I've never been so open. Yeah. He basically said um, he's never played with somebody that's double teamed from the outset of the game, basically. So they're double teaming Dame up and down the floor. And then Dame came out and said, well, yeah, they're going to double team me. But look who I get to like." pass it to in the post mm-hmm. like one of the better post players That's what i was saying to you when this news came out it's like man this is one of the i don't know how people didn't really see this as a possible trade because all we heard was like miami maybe boston some shit but like i'm saying i only yeah, want to go to miami it's true but i mean what a perfect fit i mean this team is scary i yeah i, I hope they beat the because i would much rather i you know i don't know where the nuggets i obviously i hope the nuggets are going to represent the west but as far as the east goes i don't like boston and I'd much rather see either. Milwaukee because it's a small market yeah, team. I mean, Boston's it? won enough. The Lakers have won enough. No. Uh, Milwaukee's won one. The Nuggets have won one. I, I mean, like to see these teams that haven't won a lot. Yeah, exactly. You know, get a the win. The Bulls. Like, let's get the Bulls in there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the Bulls. <laughs> They've got yeah. a ways to go. Yeah. Uh, the, speaking of which, the uh, Nuggets just played the Bulls yeah, twice in the last week. Yeah, so. Nuggets, been, that's, that was my next point. The, uh, we're just going to do a little Homer segment here, man. The Nuggets. They're taking preseason serious. They've been playing yeah. really good. Uh, Jokic last uh, last night or the night before had a really cool behind the back kind of lost his dribble and then just threw it up like he does and it just yeah. goes in, <laughs> throws it like you're like where the fuck's that going? It's like right to that guy, huh? I didn't yeah. see that guy coming. <laughs> it's funny because they call it a sombre shuffle and then when I watched the highlight, I was like, I think he was just kind of clumsy. He lost his footing and threw it up. Yeah, but, I mean, I know it's sombre shuffle and it's good, but yeah, it's just he's. He's already in it and dialed in. Yeah, and now we're looking at Julian Strother, who yep. um, looking like it might be a legit pickup in the first round that might maybe see some playing time in the regular season well, if Malone can stop himself from you, not. Well, look at last year. You know, Malone really didn't want to play Christian Brown that much, and then he had to play Bones, and then Bones was sucking, so then he started playing Brown more. It worked out for the team way better. And then we saw what Calvin Booth said about Bones. Yeah. 
say, get that guy the fuck out of here. He yeah, can't that was guard. wild. Um, that was awesome. I feel like that was <clears throat> somebody caught Calvin Booth after a couple of cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like that was a well, uh, like legit PC, you know, like uh, interview. Yeah. I feel like that was a little off the cuff. Maybe after winning one, he just kind of is feeling so himself too, it. and just being like, you know, I don't. If need anything, be- you call. It's like we said, you call out MPJ. I think, um, that, yeah, yeah. Who who needs it? We all know that MPJ has been kind of a me guy, and we f- finally during the playoffs we started to see him like branch out and like, oh shit! And it's sad when you're like, he dove for the ball. Look at that. No, you I know, know right? like he like put an effort. effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, way playing to go, some man. defense. And we remember when we were watching the game, we were so psyched that he would get rebounds. Oh like, yeah, that's like, he that drove huge. to the basket and got a rebound. We're like, what's happening? Oh my god, it's a new guy. <laughs> but I mean, th- what we're talking about here is the GM for the Nuggets called out uh, Bones Highland, a guy that he traded away last year. He's a decent guy on offense, not anything too spectacular, but said that Bones Highland is a guy that couldn't guard, and we had two guys that couldn't guard, him and Michael, referring yeah. to Michael Porter Jr., and we can't have two guys on the team that can't guard. Yeah. One of them is one of the best shooters in the NBA, and Bones is okay. So yeah. we got rid of Bones. And, yeah, look what he did over yep. there for the Clippers. Not yeah, much. Not much at all. <laughs> but, so, yeah, yeah, I'm wondering. Yeah, this is, it kind of reminds me, because last year, like Christian Brown really had a rough preseason, but started Fuck. to come on during the season. So I'm really I'm I'm curious. and Julian Strother's got good size. I think it, you know it, I'm not a head coach and I'm not Michael Malone, but I would just have him just out there with the second team. Yeah, what's the worst going to happen? I'm telling you, man. You know you're going to be there at the end. Yeah. It, what's what's the difference? You got to get the guys. It, Christian Brown probably could have done a hell of a lot more had he just gotten the playing time in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we saw it towards the end, like you said, after they traded Bones, he starts coming on. Then the playoffs hit. Uh, he had a, what series was it? He had that one game. Uh, was it the who's that Brown? Yeah, I don't think it was. Was it the Lakers series? He had one game where he had a just like a, like a coming out game. I can't remember what his stat line yeah. was, but it was like like okay, now he's finally arrived. Imagine if we would have just had him in there a just, little bit sooner, yeah. and this was like a constant. But. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe Malone learned his lesson from last year, and he's going to play Strother more. So we'll see. I yeah. have to see it. But next, uh, was it next Tuesday? Yeah, they've cut the NBA preseason down, I feel like, a lot. Yeah, I feel like it used to be a lot longer. Yeah, it's starting up pretty soon. Here before a while, we're going to be watching the game every single night. But, yeah, NBA starts up <sighs> our, next week. Our significant others can't wait either. <laughs> yeah, they're excited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so um, where do you want to go next? We're at NBA. we got F1, NHL, college football, and MLB left. Let's what go ahead and do? hit the NHL. All right, let's do it. Foghorn Leghorn. Score. All right, we are into the NHL, and the season has started, and we will be doing a little bit of a penalty box uh, this episode, but right now we are just going to hit the news, and we are going to start it off with Austin Matthew becomes the fifth player to start the season with back-to-back hat-tricks, people. That's right. That is three goals in one game, back-to-back. That's a lot of goals. He joins Alex Ovechkin, uh, who did this in 17 and 18, well, the 2017-2018 season. Sorry, I have to actually state that because the next numbers I'm going to say are uh, 100 years before that. Yeah. Um, Cy Dennehy in the 1917-1918 season 
Jackson, Joe Malone in the 1917-1918 season, and Reg Noble in the 1917-1918 season are the only people to have done it prior to Austin Matthews. So basically, it was ago. three guys a hundred years ago, uh, Ovechkin, what, four years ago, and then now Austin Matthews. So a uh, hell of a way to start time. the season. Uh, I don't think you can start it much better. If yeah. he keeps that pace up, he might actually beat one of Gretzky's records, That's which pretty fucking Ovechkin awesome. has been striving for for like 10 years now. I think he's 200 <laughs> goals away, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. He basically has to play like three more seasons. Pretty much until he's almost 50, I think. Yeah. yeah. Which I think Gordie Howe did play into his 50s. So it is definitely possible. Those hockey guys are on another level. I don't need another drink. I got this one. Oh, okay. But thank you. If you need one, by all means, I appreciate you. I yeah, saw no what you were doing there. Yep. Um, the other thing I have, and this is also pretty cool, and this has been one of kind of my bugaboos with the NHL. And we kind of talked about it last year where um, they're – Teaming up with TNT, I think, did leaps and bounds for the NHL in terms of um, the product development and actually getting it in front of people who maybe not necessarily would have seen it prior because a lot of the shit was on the NHL network prior. Um, You had to, you know, kind of try and find ways to watch it if you didn't have, you know, your regional sports network or whatever. So this week, there are 20 NHL games in primetime TV, so you can watch them on TNT, um, ESPN, Fox Sports. Um, they're all over right now, uh, and I think it's just I, – I mean, tonight, I think the Avalanche are playing on TNT at 8 p.m., so – Yeah. Or is it ESPN? It's ESPN. It's probably it's ESPN because when uh, yeah ESPN when came has in, a kickoff, the Lightning and maybe the Stars. I can't remember what it was playing. Yeah, and yesterday to kick the season off, it was actually like three games on ESPN. So yeah, um, yeah NHL's back, and uh, pretty soon the NBA is going to be back, and we're going to be rip roaring, man. That's right. I forgot what it was like to be in this point of the year, and it's weird that we get to say that. I'm like, well, we're at that point of the year again where it gets weird, right? You know. Well, uh, doing last it for week, whenever uh, Connor Bernard was playing in his first game, he got his first goal too. Uh, he got his. It was his second game. He got his first goal. He got his oh, first was it? assist. Oh, the, it was assist. Yeah, yeah. yeah he right. had, but uh, it was a really legit l- assist. I almost said assist. Yeah. Really legit assist. Um. But that dude's looking like, and I call him a dude lightly. He that kid's looking like he's gonna be. Legit. That's what he looks like out there too, man. Yeah, he that, looks like a kid. Well, we were watching that preseason, or was it the preseason game last week or something? No, it was a, it was an, it was the first night. The Chicago Blackhawks and uh, oh yeah, 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 the Penguins. Yeah, um, he Which looks the like a Blackhawks baby. Blackhawks ended up winning that game too. Yeah. Yeah, because the Penguins were winning when and a lot of people are thinking they might be in the lottery again this year, even with Bedard. So wow, yeah. well, they could keep stacking it up. Then there you go. Oh my God, just hit the DDO in accident. Dude, we're getting wild tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all I have for the NHL. Let's, let's go get to F1. You know, let's do this. And I don't have much for the F1 today, but um, I did just want to talk do, about. We do have some news to hit, though. Oh, we, that's true. We do yeah. have news other than that, so we'll get into that first. I'll let actually Chad take this one because. It's something to do with his favorite team. The chefs. That's right. All right. Now covering F1, and I finally started following ESPN F1 on Facebook, and that helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You get the notifications. I realized this. I was like, why didn't I start following this shit a long time ago, man? (laughs) Yeah, we need as much shit to make our lives as easy as possible. Because I did see that Dan and Ricardo is going to start driving for Red Bull again, didn't he? Well, he did start, and then he got in a wreck and broke his hand, and he's been out for like the last three or four races. But he's on the Alpha Tari. Okay. 
which is very confusing because yeah. Red Bull has two teams. They have like their um, farm system team, and then they have the you mm-hmm. know Red Bull Oracle team. That's what I didn't realize is there's F1, which is the top, and then F2. Well, AlphaTauri still races in F1. Okay, they're literally an F1 team, but they're just like one of those teams that always is in like the ten to twenties. You know, they're mm. always way yeah, at the back. Little back. Um, but yeah, it it. Ricardo and they were saying that like, there's some rumblings that um, Perez may retire. Oh wow! In the Mexico GP because oh, they may be uh, letting him go at the end of the season because he's just doing damn. so bad. So there may be a new teammate to Max Verstappen next year. We'll see. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, but yes, the big news: the chefs yeah. are cooking it up, as we say. Patrick Mahomes, yeah, <laughs> yeah more than Russ. <laughs> hey, hey, now that's Patrick Mahomes that's just mean. And his BFF Travis Kelsey is bought Maato. You mean Maato? Yeah, Travis Mahato. Mahato. <laughs> yeah, has bought into an F1 team. It's the Alpine team, right? Yeah. So um, they are a part of the Otro Capital. Um, the group welcomed two Super Bowl champions, aka Travis Mahomes and uh, Travis Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> now I got the Mahomes and Mahato thing yeah. fucked up. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes joined the group, who pledged two hundred and twelve million, aka two hundred million pounds um, for a 24% stake in the French team, which is Alpine. Um, they are currently six in the series in terms of constructor standings um, with drivers Esteban Ocon and Pierre Gasly. If you remember last week, I think Esteban Ocon was the one that puked in his helmet twice due, due to the, uh, the heat. insane heat from the Qatar race. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty wild. Isn't that a group with uh, Roy? Rory McIlroy is also a part of that, yeah. and I think I want, I want to say, um, oh yep, um, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney also bought into the group. Oh, that same group. Yeah, that's fucking cool. So we actually brought that up two or three weeks ago. Um, yeah, that they actually ended up becoming. Um, investors as well yeah so now you have michael b jordan rob McElhenney, ryan reynolds travis kelsey patrick mahomes rory mcelroy all buying in to the alpine f1 team and that just kind of goes to show you i mean you look you watched um drive to survive you're hooked yeah i think it's becoming a thing now that um f1 is gonna explode soon. well and you, you especially see it when like there's some of the american or even like the uh big ones like uh What's what's the Spain one? Uh, God damn it, Mon- not Monaco. Oh, uh, well, I mean Monaco's a huge. Yeah, one. That, I mean that's a Is big one. Madrid. But, yeah, but there's that one that's it's. I think it's that one that. I mean celebrities. It's like where the yachts. Oh are like yeah, right I think there. that's Monaco. Yeah, that's okay, Monaco. I thought so. Yeah, and then in Miami, I mean it's like all same who's thing. Who's in celebrities? Yeah, are there's there. like literally like probably yeah. like a over a couple billion dollars of yachts parked around the Miami course. So uh, it's only going to get bigger and bigger. And as you know, drive to survive continues, a new season should be coming out hopefully soon. I'm excited to see this this year's. Yeah. The Qatar race will be wild. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's one thing I uh, text Chris about because I was watching over the weekend and there had been a race earlier this year that had been rainy and you know, I wasn't aware of that one, but then when watching drive to survive, I think it was in Japan. It was yeah. a rainy race. Dude, it it looked like a death sentence. No, you can't see. You, like, why would you they see allow it? flashing lights it's all of a sudden. All you it's see. Like, and you're like, I think there's someone in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, you hear the seven. drivers <laughs> say over the radio, like, 
I, I can't see anything. I'm yeah. blind. I'm blind. And they're driving, you know, hundred plus miles per hour. And yeah, who ends up winning? Verstappen. Yeah. And it's just because he like slow. Well, steady. that's the thing though. In a race like that with the rain, if you're in front, you're not dealing with all the spray back. Yeah. You're just driving with the rain. Like that's... everybody else is like getting pelted by all the water off oh, the tires the, the, and shit. Yeah, the rain and the water getting sprayed <clears throat> back. I mean, dude, it looked. Yeah, we posted a video a while ago, and my mom watched it, and she's like, that gave me, like, anxiety. Yeah. And I was like, no, imagine doing it, though. <laughs> oh, dude, my <laughs> jaw dropped watching I was like, how in the fuck could they just be like... Yeah. I mean, to me, I don't understand how people didn't die, because it's yeah. just, like, a death Well, that's the thing, like... I mean, uh, I think it was in this year's or this season's Drive to Survivor as the last one. Someone in the uh, F2 died. Whoa. But it wasn't even... Uh, it was... Uh, wasn't even rainy. It just was just, a freak thing. Well, yeah, yeah, I could totally believe it. I mean, when they wreck, I mean, but that's what's crazy. Those guys, like, probably the majority of which finished the race driving like that. Like, there's usually oh. always, especially when it's raining, you're just going to see a bunch of people that aren't going to finish. There's going to be crashes. There's mm-hmm. going to be mechanical failures. But the fact that the majority of them finish the race is just nuts, it dude. Just like, you watch it, especially when they cut to the helmet cam, you're like, I. How you the fuck are anything, you driving, man. dude? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think about when it fucking sprinkles and I'm driving. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. When should I go? And he's, you can't go, dog. They won't go fast enough. Oh, shit. And it's nowhere near that. But yeah. But, um, yeah. It, it's awesome. I, I definitely like, yeah, NASCAR is cool and all, but dude, F1's where it's at. That's what I'm saying, dude. I wish I like NASCAR when they do the street courses. Yeah. See, that's it's what a I was lot more entertaining. Wa- Watkins Glen. That's yeah. a really good one. Other than that, though, it's just like, I don't want to watch guys go fucking left so, for three four hours take a left that's the thing take too, a left is f1 races are like two and a half hour time oh yeah they're not long at all no nascar yep. all fucking day yep. and then you know and they all started doing like the sprint races on saturday we saw verstappen actually cl- uh clinch the driver's championship during a sprint race on saturday so friday it's like you got your practices saturday you've got practices qualifying sprint races and sunday you've got the race like they are trying to do so much to just it's like the NFL, you know, like they almost don't want it to stop in terms of oh, like yeah. you. The more content, the better yeah. for you. So they basically have four days of just F1. Yeah. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And speaking of which, this week we've got the um, first of the um, United States Grand Prix is the Lenovo, which uh, is Lenovo still, is that a phone company? I thought it was yeah, Lenovo United States Grand Prix. It is in Austin, Software, Texas maybe? this weekend. Like I said, practice Friday, qualifying sprint races on Saturday and the Sunday. Chad, this is a, a late one technically at one p.m. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so if the uh, first slate of games are not very good, you can tune into that man. one and almost watch all of the race before the two twenty-five. I'll be able start. to watch a little bit. The, uh, the Chiefs are playing the Chargers at two twenty-five, so. so you can watch almost that entire race. Imagine yeah. that. That's awesome. Finally, <laughs> you know Matthew McConaughey is going to be in house. Uh, well, you know, and then uh, what they had Brad Pitt racing this year with well, not really racing, but they were like filming some grand or. Uh, F1 movie with Brad Pitt. Oh, no shit. Like, yeah. yeah, that's cool. He was like, they have like a legit team that is like setting up and they're like filming shit oh, with damn, all the other teams cool. and shit. It's pretty nice. wild. Um, but let's get back to uh, college football real quick uh, before we get into the old MLB. Yep. Check. Check. Red 18. Red 18. Needle dick. Needle dick. Needle dick. <laughs> <laughs> he made such a fucking weird noise. 
like a squealing pig. Big news uh, in terms of injuries, and this is going to possibly affect the NFL draft uh, in the next year. Um, University of Georgia tight end Brock Bowers uh, will be missing four to six weeks, uh, maybe longer with a high ankle sprain that's going to need surgery. And they're doing I've some heard sort it was of possibly weird. Possibly season ending. Because, yeah. You know, why come back when, from what I heard, Mel Kuyper had. For the bowl games is what they thought. Yeah. Uh, or for the college it's just football not, playoffs. You know, you look at what Nick Bosa did, you know, it's not worth risking it. No. Shut um, it down, dude. Yeah. But Brock Bowers, he is a hybrid. I really look at him like a bigger Cooper Cup. He actually wears uh like a QB wristband because it's it's like he's got the offense like he's a part of the offense that much. Yeah. But I mean, we saw in the, their past two national championships, um, they just you know run the offense through him so much. And he was uh, for Mel Kuypers, he was projected to go number four overall. Yeah, number so. four overall pick in the draft next year. That could fall some. We'll see. They haven't um, been blowing teams out either. I mean, they've been winning. They win, yeah. But, but it's not like the past couple of years where they've just been demolishing teams. And then here in the next four weeks, they have, I think, uh, LSU. I think they've got Tennessee. Um, and I think another tough SEC game coming up. So it might get a little tougher for them coming forward. Yeah, we'll see. Um, obviously, they are still the favorites to win it all in terms of the CFB um, championship. But, um, yeah, they definitely are going to have a tough go of it now, losing their basically biggest offense, offensive weapon. So we'll see how that affects them going forward. Uh, the other big news, um, even though they aren't ranked in the top 25, they are always going to be um, in the news, and that is CU. Uh, and they may now be out of a bowl game. All I think of is, like, fucking that skit that we Keaton's like, <laughs> look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I, I am. I, I've been looking at you. I, I haven't stopped looking. But look at me. I love Prime, dude. I love what's going on here. But, like, it's good to make fun of it, too. Oh, man. and you know he probably fucking laughed at that oh, shit, too. I, so I, get I'm out of here with that bull junk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I was looking at that. He's like, we got the best who's team. Like, who's better than us? Who's better than us? Well, he's like, well. Alabama? Yeah, they're good. Georgia? They're good. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got a good offense. <laughs> Our defense is trying. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, you sent me that, and dude, I I, I hate SNL. Same I could here, never man. actually Believe sit me. down and watch an entire SNL episode anymore. But uh, that was pretty funny. And yeah. uh, Keenan Thompson knocked out of the park on the uh, Coach Prime. Pretty, yeah, he didn't do like a great impression, but it was just like the you, overall. Yeah, yeah. All like you gotta you do got is even gist. get close. Yeah, is, is good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, see you. Uh, obviously, at this point, they've already superseded what even. Um, you know, Vegas thought they were going to do it three and a half games. Yeah. But um, with everything going on, with all the hype, we were all hoping they would get a bowl game. And they still might. They still yeah. might. But they've made it a lot tougher with uh, losing to Stanford after being up 29 to nothing at the yeah. half. They end up just falling apart in the second half. Oh, man. I couldn't believe and watching that game Stanford, live, um, what was that kid's name, dude? Um, oh, the wide receiver? I can't even pronounce his last name. I, I Let me get to I it. I feel bad. Um, if you could pronounce it, man, I'll give you a shot because that would be fucking impressive. The, this dude had an incredible game. What was it Elick like? Elick Aomanor. Sure, we'll go uh, with that. Elick Aomanor. We'll That's go what we're going to go with. Yeah. Uh, this dude was unstoppable. Unstoppable. Why? And this is why I say it's coaching. Why you didn't double team 
triple team. Switch to a zone, maybe do like something. Blitz. Dude, this guy, 13 receptions, 294 yards. That's three touchdowns with a long of 97. Dude. Just that, in case anybody just tuned in, that wasn't a quarterback's number. 300 yards receiving. Yeah, that was receiving yards. I couldn't believe watching that second half. It was up 29-0 Friday night. I'm just chilling, taking care of the little man. And I'm like, man, I might just switch it to watch a movie. They're they're winning big right now. I put on a movie. I and did. Then, yeah. And then I fell asleep. Oh, that's nice. And then I woke up and I was like, what the fuck? That's what happened, Dave said, dude. dude. Dave said what he woke fuck? up the next day and saw the headline and was like, what I didn't even talk happened? to him about it on Monday. Yeah. I was like, he's probably nah, he, he's cool. About it. <laughs> yeah. He's very vocal. Like he <laughs> hasn't drank the Kool Aid. He said if they won the S USC game, then they would he would have drank the Kool Aid. Uh, okay, like, he's like, yeah, he's he's being very wary of it, and it's yeah. smart because yeah, that's it's it blows me. I, and I'll get to this here in a second when we talked about the uh, USC game, but how recruiters can go out there or coaches and be like, you know what? Let's get the best wide receivers. Let's get the best quarterback, best running backs. And someone comes to him and be like, where the athletic director is like, well, what about an offensive line? <laughs> oh, let's fuck it, man. We, we got the best. We got the best wide receivers. It doesn't matter. You got to have an offensive and defensive line. I don't know. I think. Oh, man. And we're seeing it. We've talked about it all season. It's that's what's going to kill them. And that's what has killed them. Um, they can't stop the run. They can't run the ball. The first game, we're like, oh, they're gonna yeah, run the they ball. Run the ball. Dylan Damn. Edwards had yeah, a great Dylan game. Edwards, like a breakout game. Kansas kid, where'd he go? Where is he? You see him, Dylan? Dylan, he found. he's gone. Yep. Uh, but yeah, this no is what's. Um, I, you can't. Well, what are you gonna do, dude? It just sucks that that they put. It's it's on Prime, unfortunately, Dion. Um, that we have these expectations. And I hate to say it, I think he might have wrote some checks that the team can't cash. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and we're seeing that now. I think Travis Hunter shouldn't have played. Oh, it, can you just stop playing him so many snaps? I mean, to me, that is just egotistical. If okay, we know it, he can play yeah. wide receiver. But we saw in the game-winning touchdown in double overtime, I mean, it was an amazing catch. There's Off no doubt. Helmet. Yeah. There's no <laughs> doubt that Travis Hunter was in the great position. I mean, he you was can't in play better than that. Perfect you position. You can't play to do better it. than that. Literally, he caught it on his head, but like Travis Hunter's right here. He's like, Cut. yeah. And he's My been ball. great playing both ways all year long, but like, can you just, you're going to get the kid hurt. It's just not worth it. Just play him on either side, maybe like one, maybe wide receiver or cornerback. He's a better cornerback. So just, yeah. Oh my here's God, my man. thing though. Like, let him keep playing both sides when he's healthy. It's his first game back, dude. Pick one. Yeah. And he did have an awesome touchdown to come back. Yeah. yeah that that first touchdown was amazing. But yeah, it's just like, dude, that spin move. You see that? Remember yeah. that shit? That was badass. But that's the thing, man. Just pick one, dude. Why yeah. does he have to play both? It's at, ego, man. His first game back after his uh, liver rupture. Yeah, lacerated liver. But I mean, I'm I'm saying, dude, like when they came and scored two, two touchdowns. Uh, is Stanford called the Stanford Cardinals or Cardinal? Yeah. Cardinals. Okay, because the way I kept saying it was like Cardinal. Cardinal. Like, why the fuck are they talking about like this? No. Well, either way, when and they scored the first couple, yeah, 
<laughs> Where's the cardinal? But it's it, not it, even a bird. <laughs> the fuck? After they scored the first couple of touchdowns, I just kept thinking, I was like, all right, well, I mean, surely, you know, Colorado's going to turn it on here and start taking it serious. Yeah. And they just kept coming back. Just kept coming back. But, oh, man, I, I could not believe it. It just was a complete bombshell. Of a yeah, and then they lose forty six to forty three in overtime with a field goal. Dude, that's gut wrenching. Yeah, it's one thing to lose just like you know in regulation. After that, you're like that sucks. But then to like come back and come back and then to still lose, it's just like damn. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, and then Dion ripped into his team afterwards, saying, "You know, I don't know if you have love for the game like I do." Yeah, he's like, I, I, are you in love with football? Or are you in like with football? Yeah, are you because like, I'm like, in love like with football? <laughs> to me, it seems like a Disney check relationship. Yes or no? Yeah, George check. Strait, what's up? <laughs> check yes, check yes or, or no. no? Goddamn right, legend right there. <laughs> but well, yeah, either way, who do they got next, man? Uh, next would be. Let me tell you, they got some tough games coming up. The Pac-12 was a damn good conference this year. Um, Fucking Phillies just hit another home run, man. Dude. They're sluggers. Oh, man. I should have just looked for Colorado. It's about to come up. My internet's actually being decent right now. I must have scrolled by, goddammit. They're playing on Saturday, right? It should be. Remember, you got to click out of the top 25. I did. Oh, you did? Now there's just way too many to pick from. But you can select Pac-12. That's what I do. Oh, you rascal. You old rascal. You gotta be smarter than the average bear. You gotta be smarter than the old internet. Well, this is great podcasting. Are they uh, on by this week? Oh, I think you're right. I think, yep, they yep, are. They are on by. Yeah, but well, Utah and USC plays, so that's a pretty good Pac-12 game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But speaking of that, let's get to maybe one of the best fucking games I've seen all year. There's been a lot of good college football but holy cow, I watched nearly every minute of this game, Oregon versus Washington. This game came down to the wire, back and forth. Old Michael Penis Jr. Michael Penis Jr. <laughs> killed it, left-handed quarterback, <laughs> slinging it like Tua. Bo Nixon. Bo like Nix. Richard Nixon's son. No, dude, you can't add that Nixon. Yeah. Just Bo No, Nix. it is Bo Nix. He is 38 years old, though. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Just like Sam Hartman. For Notre Dame since 2000. <laughs> yeah. Fucking <laughs> unreal game, man. I mean, it was just such a back-and-forth game. It is the first time in both schools' history, long history, it's probably over 100 years, uh, where both teams have met, and they've both been in the top 10. Washington was ranked 8th, uh, and then uh, Oregon was ninth. And now Washington has now jumped them. They're seventh, and Oregon is eighth. Yeah. So because it was that close, uh, Bone. Well, you know, Oregon, dude, they're all about uh, talking with their helmets. Yeah, that's what it is. They don't uh, talk. Their their jerseys did look pretty cool, man. I hate to say it, but sometimes they look stupid, but (laughs) sometimes it's like, you guys need to stop. Yeah. (laughs) It's not fair. They always get so many new jerseys, but man, it was a fucking amazing game. Uh, Ninnick. Now you got me all fucked up with the name. Michael Penix. Penix, yeah. Michael Penix. (laughs) Dude, he threw some dimes in that game. And there, when at the end of it, like he just laid some balls. And the wide receiver that he has there, uh, it's uh, 
said Johnson or something. I think is his name. But let me tell you, yeah, they just got some ballers on that. Dylan team. Johnson, yeah, Dylan Johnson. Thank you. Yeah, Michael Penix Jr. Twenty two yeah. out of thirty seven, three hundred two yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Dylan Johnson twenty. Oh, Dylan Johnson's the. Uh, Running back. Yeah. 20 carries, 100 yards, one oh, touchdown. Adunze. Adunze. Oh, yeah, Rome yeah. Adunze. Yeah. Eight receptions, 128 yards, two touchdowns. And now after this game, there's a lot of people talking about Michael Penix Jr. might be the front runner for the Heisman. Oh, I'm, that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. This was a, a Heisman show-off. I mean, Bo Nix right there with it. I mean, he had an amazing game. I just love watching, like, these two juggernauts of these teams go at it. I mean, it yeah. went down to the wire. Uh, it looked like Oregon had it wrapped up, and then Washington went down there, I think, with just like a little over a minute and won it. I mean, just fantastic game. Yeah. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, i just like to see Oregon lose after talking all that shit. Yeah, so. same here. That's I wanted Washington to win as well. Yeah. Steve at work, our uh, salesman, and if you've met him, he's from Seattle. So he's – I never really had anybody that I knew. Steve? Yeah, uh, older guy with white hair. Oh, the, yeah. the he's one from, he's who's a always Seahawks walking fan. around smoking. Yep, that guy. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, from <laughs> Seattle, Washington, so he's a Seahawks fan. Always Washington wearing Harley fan. shit. Yep, uh, Dave's best friend. <laughs> They're always talking. <laughs> I've never known any Huskies, uh, like any Washington fans. So it was kind of cool because I mean, I've just you know, the, you don't really hear about Pac-12 teams and powers. All you hear about is SEC. Yeah. So I'm I've always pull I'm always pulling for him to try to like make the college football playoff. No, that's good. Yeah, but speaking of another uh, Pac-12 team that fell on their face, yeah, USC. That would be USC. Caleb Williams looks pedestrian uh, for the first time this year, and maybe for the first time in a while. Uh, 22 of 37, 199 yards, one touchdown, but the big thing. Three interceptions. That is correct. In the first three half. Three interceptions. And Sam Hartman on the other side uh, didn't look much better, but uh, he didn't have to. Because uh, they ran all over USC. Uh, Sam Hartman, thirteen of twenty, one hundred and twenty-six yards, still two touchdowns though. This is he some had a decent game. Trent Dilfer type numbers. Yeah, right <laughs> it's good comparison. Uh, but then uh, Notre Dame's rushing Audric Estime or Esteem. I don't know that one. Estime. I can't remember how. Yeah, Estime. Uh, oh, Audric yeah. Estime. Yep, I'll get there eventually. Nice. Twenty-two carries, ninety-five yards, two touchdowns on the ground, and then Chris Tyree, their number one wide receiver, this game. Oh, this two guy had a good game. 62 yards, one touchdown. Yep. And Notre Dame uh, upsets USC. Yeah. At home. They yeah. were they were at home. But um, the, the big story here is, you know, everybody was watching for Caleb Williams. Celebrities were in the house. This one, I mean, you had old alumni. Uh, I was, is it Brody Quinn or Brady Quinn? Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn, Quinn. Yeah. yeah. He was there. Uh, Matt Liner. All, because if anybody doesn't remember the uh, – the first tush push almost with the Matt Liner uh, yep. Notre Dame game back in the day. And yeah, I mean, this one everybody thought would be the same way, both powerhouses, but man, Notre Dame came and laid the wood. Yeah, and it sucks for them. <clears throat> After beating up on USC, they're still only 21st. <laughs> yeah, because unfortunately they lost to. Um, oh, who was Louisville it? the week before? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I remember yeah. Shane Gillis bitching about that. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it's like what you're we talking about with Shadour, man. It's like Caleb Williams. I'm watching this game, dude. He had no time to uh, pass the ball. He, uh, on that team, too, they do have Jerry Rice's son. It's a really good wide receiver. Remember watching me in the Colorado yeah, game? Yeah, he used to but be dude, a Colorado yeah, last year. That's true. Transferred Same thing. this year. No offensive line for Caleb Williams. Scrambling around for his life the entire game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. He's still probably going to win the Heisman unless. 
they just come off the rails. I think everybody else is going to have to have like exceptional years. I mean, to if pass he loses him. three games, I mean, because you got Oregon, you got Washington still, uh, Utah. Yeah, they play Utah this week. I mean, there's a good chance they lose to Utah. If he's got four losses on the year, they're not going to give him the Heisman. Well, we'll see. I mean, they've only got one right now, Notre Dame. Yeah, you're right. Utah, California, Washington, Oregon, UCLA. Oregon and Washington are going to – Utah's still good, but Oregon and Washington are going to be the tough ones. Yeah. USC just doesn't have a defense, man. Oh, Washington's number five now. That's, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, and who would yeah, who would expect that? The only Washington Huskies to yeah, be – uh, cool. Be ranked number five right now. So, um, what did you? Is that all you got? For yeah, that's all I got for college, football? college football. Well, let's get on into the old MLB, and uh, we'll go with the original. Oh, a juvenile delinquent in the off season in his major league debut. Gonna light your ass up, me. Born into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. That's right. He tried the corner and missed. Um, I did want to bring up just uh, a couple things in terms of uh, news. Um, Oakland A's reliever, soon to be Las Vegas A's, Trevor May announces his retirement and lays into owner John Fisher. Um, Let me see. Where did I put that? Of course. I, oh, oh, here it is. Um, so he comes out. He um, basically announces his retirement on his Twitch stream Monday. Uh, and he so basically says, <laughs> sell the team, dude. Sell it, man. He said, <laughs> let someone who actually like takes pride in the things they own own something. That's awesome. There's actually people who give a shit about the game. Let them do it. Take mommy and daddy's money somewhere else, dork. Dude, he called him a dork? Yeah. That's fucking classic. Yeah. He went on to say, if you're going to be a greedy fuck, own it. There's nothing weaker than being afraid of cameras. Do what you're going to do, bro. Whatever. You're a billionaire. They exist. You guys have all this power. You shouldn't have any because you haven't earned any of it. Damn. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> fucking raked him over the coals, dude. Dude, just went fucking napalm on oh him. Oh, my so, God. That's awesome. Yeah, veteran of nine years in the majors may spend his first six with the twins before two seasons with the Mets. Um, he ends up with 21 saves for the age in 2023 and went four and four with a 328 ERA and 46 and two thirds innings. Um, finished his career on an impressive roll going one and oh with nine saves and zero zero ERA in his final 15 appearances. But man, what a way to go out, dude. That's how you fucking quit. That's like, uh, yeah. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> Unbelievable, <laughs> Half baked. Yeah, seriously, just laying into him. I, I love it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that That's probably the best way I've heard of anybody retiring to date. But um, one other thing I did want to mention in this one um, is a little bit surprising to a lot of people because um, the – Marlins and Kim Ng, the first woman GM in all of professional sports in North America, has left the Marlins after taking them to the playoffs this year. She was hired in 2020. Um, her contract did have an option for the 2024 season. The team wanted to exercise the option, but after the owner wanted to bring in someone to run baseball operations over her head, Ng felt that their visions no longer aligned and decided to leave. Um, this surprised many executives around the league because um, a lot of people thought that her actual, you know, signings at the trade deadline are what pushed the Marlins into um, actually making it to the playoffs this year. So, um, Colorado Rockies, please 
Um, get somebody in there that knows what the hell they're doing. Uh, get Kim Ng in, and let's see if we can turn this damn thing around. I think she's smart <laughs> enough not to come to Colorado. Dude. <laughs> Why do you have to burst my butt? <laughs> <I know. laughs> so you know she's probably going to go somewhere like the Cubbies or something Yeah, like probably. That. But that's all yeah. I've got for news. Let's get into the NLCS, which yep. is happening right now. we got we some baseball going on. Um, Philly's up 2-0 over the Diamondbacks. It is the fourth inning. Uh, and a double play. Oh, no. no. We didn't get a double play. Just one out. Ooh, right now, splits. the Phillies are up. Did he hear himself? No. no 2-0 to the Diamondbacks. They've hit two solo home runs. And interesting stat here. Through their last three games, they now have, well, I guess counting this one, their last four games, three and a half games, counting this one pretty much, they have 14 home runs. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, they're just hitting it yeah. nonstop. And Bryce Harper is kind of the engine that's driving them right now. Yeah. And So listen uh, to this. I've got it here pulled up. This is fucking unreal. Sorry to interrupt no, you go here. No, go for it. But... Uh, the 1.522 OPS and the four home runs that Harper has in his seven games so far, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and in his 24 playoff games so far this uh, postseason, it's a 1.260 OPS. Of course, you want to explain to the listeners what the OPS is? It's like an advanced metric. Oh, man. The OPS is, I think, the on-base percentage, but let me figure it out It's real not quick. OPP because you know we you get down with OPP. OPP. You know me. Oh, oh OPS is on-base plus slugging. It's yep. um, basically is the sum of the on-base percentage and the slugging average. Um, so so on- here it is. Uh, six other guys have reached those marks in a span of 24 playoff games before, but only three before Harper did so for a single team. Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, and Reggie Jackson. Mm-hmm. So literally the only two guys that have a better OPS than him, Lou Gehrig and Babe fucking Ruth. Yeah. That's it's, how it's good wild. Bryce Harper's hitting. Yeah, and then the other night it was his birthday. He hits a 420-foot birthday blast uh, and then proceeds to blow out the 31 candles. He did it like a cool way. Though. It was, it was like, a pretty cool. <sighs> he like blew them out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, did he just... Did you just claim what set did he just claim? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he hits that home run. Uh, he ends up hitting a single in the third, and then walks in the fifth and scores. Um, and like just like Chad just said, he's basically producing at a rate that uh, some of the greatest have in terms of the postseason. So, um, and he's not the only one though. That's the thing, man. Um, Kyle Schwarber, he hit a home run just a second ago. Yeah, he hit a home run in the first inning of that game prior to. Um, uh, Harper's home run, and then Nick Castellanos also hit a home run in that last game. And right now, speaking of Reggie Jackson, who you just brought up, uh, Nick Castellanos with his fifth home run the other night over three games in uh, the consecutive postseason games now ties Reggie Jackson from the 1977 World Series. So that's pretty wild. It is fucking wild, man. All of these guys. Yeah. Are just hitting at a rate that's not been seen, in a and long they have time. aces too, man. They got Nola, who's pitching tonight. I mean, this guy had like an ERA of like three point two six during the year. He had like, I want to say like nearly two hundred strikeouts for the year. I mean, this guy is a fucking ace, and he's shutting out the Diamondbacks right now through four. Uh, yeah, I kind of looks like Bryce Harper on a bender. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Bryce Harper looks like a rough dude. He just looks like a guy that if you got in a fight, he would beat the shit out of you. Yeah. But um, it's looking like to me we're probably going to get the Phillies and Rangers because the Rangers are up two games 
on the fucking Astros right now, which yep. is great. We love to see the Astros lose. Yeah, it's definitely uh, nice to see, especially since this is the worst start. Uh, the Well, this is the worst position the Astros have been in in their seven-year postseason run to date. Um, they are now down 2-0 and after the 5-4 loss to the Rangers. And the Rangers just continue to capitalize on these big moments. Um, the pitcher in the last game, Eovaldi, um, who was thankfully granted an early lead after the Rangers chased Framber Valdez after two and a third innings and four earned runs. Um, he just had a few things happen. He faltered a little bit, allowed a couple solo home runs to Jordan Alvarez and Alex Bergman to put the lead to 5-2 in that game. But then he manages to work out of a bases-loaded situation with zero outs striking out Yanier Diaz and Jose Altuve, and then getting Brigman to chop the ball to third. Iovaldi uh, left after the sixth inning with three earned runs and nine strikeouts, and the Rangers cling to that lead and win 5-4. to four. And now they are going back to... Uh, the they're going back to Texas. Yeah, because so, they stole those first two games yeah. in Houston, so this that's is good. huge, man. They could possibly sweep. Could sweep, and if they, not, get and the gentleman sweep, as we Scherzer like to call it. supposed to come back, too. Yeah, the yeah. old... Uh, Different colored eyes. Oh, really? He has different colored eyes? He's got a blue eye and a brown eye. Like uh, David Bowie, huh? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. I forget what that's called. David Bowie eyes. David Bowie eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write a song called David Bowie eyes. Um, yeah. Well, but that's pretty much it for baseball. We'll keep you guys updated next week as these games continue. Yeah, we're going to have to fly through these breakdowns, yeah, man. We might only have to do one breakdown deep dive. So. Always, always run late. Yeah, we got well. We got talking about all all these fun things in the news, all the sports world. Well, we're at that point though. Um, We're getting into the music music break. Uh, You guys, if you are streaming with us live, will be hearing our theme music, and if not, you will be hearing Fossil Blood. And the name of the song is Stonehenge in America. Um, These guys are uh, pretty ripping, good time, seventies, fun time, rocking band that anybody should love. Um, You could put them on and have a good time anytime. And that is Fossil Blood. Name of the song is Stonehenge. We will be right back.
just heard, if you were listening or watching after the fact, Fossil Blood, the name of the song is Stonehenge in America, is off their EP, which you can find on fossilblood.bandcamp.com. If you haven't yet, please go like and follow them on all things on social media. You can catch all their new releases of tunes, as well as when they are going to play next. If you are not in the Denver or surrounding areas, you might have a hard time finding them because they have not gone on tour yet, but when they do... Uh, make sure to like and follow them so you know when that happens. Damn right. Darn, darn tootin'. Yep. Um, so we're switching things up. We just had a discussion on our break. Um, last year, we were not covering as much. Yeah. And we're realizing now that we're getting back into the swing of things and we're going to have NBA and NHL soon. We can't keep doing breakdowns and deep dives. We're just going to do deep dives. It's just a lot, man. It's just a lot. Yep. It's, just, it's just too much. Remember last year when we tried we did every game? Yeah, I don't know. That's, how. That's why we were doing two and a half hour episodes. Yeah, it was going on forever. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't seem like that when we were done. We're like, yeah, it wasn't too bad. But then when you listen back, you're like, this is a lot. Holy shit, so, we covered every single game. Yeah, well, let's get you started on your deep dive yep. right freaking now. This is the one that halfway through it, I had oh, to stop. Test- what you're doing? Yo, God damn, Shot you're at the right. turn, dude. Violation. Flag, flag on the flag. Play. Uh, uh, late we'll start. Late start. <laughs> False go. start. Cheers. Cheers to you guys. If you made it this far, take a shot with us at the shot at the turn. Why not? Enjoy some whiskey. Or uh, so delicious. Bocorbic's vodka. If you're a real drunkard or whatever it is. <laughs> oh hell yeah, that was good. All right, yeah. So halfway through this game, I had to text Chris. What is the like, game? You say what it was? I'm, I'm previewing. Oh, oh sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. like giving a little you're, suspense to it. You're lubricating yeah. stuff to it. Okay, go for Definitely it. Definitely lubricating. Yeah. Lubricate. But I had to sex Chris and tell him. Sex I'm Chris? Covering you sexed me? I'm, I'm sexing you. Yep. <laughs> I had to me. tell him I'm covering this game because yeah. I just wanted to take dibs on him because it was just super fucking fascinating. He does that all the time. People are saying, I'm going to take the best one. Yep. Well, I'm you slacking. actually took the best one, I too. Did, kind of. But, yeah, the way this ended up working out, it was the San Francisco versus the Cleveland game, and this was the huge upset. But it was the game where the Niners had a bunch of players get hurt. But, I mean, you, you see, like, P.J. Walker lead a team that, you know, upset the Niners. Yeah. <laughs> had Jake Moody hit that field goal, we probably wouldn't be talking about this near as that's much. Why, that's why he's no longer on your fantasy team, right? Yeah, I did cut him. I did immediately. When kickers miss a field goal for me, that's they're gone. It. I don't give them it's second done. chances. Yep. There's some NFL teams that are like that. Yeah, I wish they would be like that all the time. But um, anyway, man, of course, we got to mention you know the fact that like C-Mac, Debo, Trent Williams, like we mentioned earlier in the first part of this episode, they all left the game. And after that, this game really swung towards a different direction where Proc Purdy looked really rattled. You didn't see that calm look that he had most times. Uh, and then Cleveland's running game really stepped up in the absence of Nick Chubb. He's not going to be there for the rest of the year. Yeah, Jerome Ford had a good game. Kareem Hunt really stepped up. It's looking like the old Kareem Hunt, kind of. Put in a waiver wire for him. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot. That was like the big waiver yeah. pickup for a lot of people. Yeah. Dalton Schultz as well. Yeah, he's good. Uh, but the Browns only gave up 215 yards. That is – it's the lowest in the Kyle Shanahan era. Yeah, that's wild. That is so fucking crazy, man. They've got a good fucking defense, though, man. I know. And see, that's what I'm getting to next. They've given up the fewest amount of yards through five games than any other team in history. 
Really? That's how fucking good Damn. they are. I mean, I'm talking 2,000 Ravens, everything like that. 85 I mean, Bears? 85 Bears, everything. Bears. Like, they may be giving up some points, more points on average, but when it comes to yardage, it's a lot of it is because of their secondary. Denzel Ward and those other guys back there, I mean, they're just not giving up anything. And then you got Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith up there causing sacks. I mean, this is a legit defense. And uh, Purdy, I mean, like I said, he did not look like himself. Uh, but on in the final drive, he's finally started to get a groove, got him up to like a uh, 30-yard line or something like that for possibly the game-winning field goal. And, dude, did you see this reel of this Browns fan? It was so fucking nuts. When I first watched it, I was like, what is he doing? And he's holding – they're about to kick the game-winning field yeah. goal, holds a fan up to the TV just as – like some witchcraft to blow the the ball away. <laughs> and it works. And it literally blew the ball the direction the fan was blowing. <laughs> and this fan went fucking nuts. <laughs> I did it. And he was like, oh, was crazy. Wearing a Miles Garrett jersey and everything. It was fucking awesome, man. But, um, I mean, I did have Jake Moody, so that did suck. Yeah, it but, was. Yeah, either way. But um, And then Purdy's only like real star that was left, George Kittle, one catch for one yard. Dude, that I pissed mean, me off. So yeah, bad. like if you if you that's lose Debo, that's why I put in a waiver wire for Dalton Schultz. God damn it! I mean, I'm saying like George Kittle can have you a game of 35, and then he can have you three games of under 10. Yeah, literally his first three touchdown game last week. This week, one catch, yeah, one yard, one catch, one yard, man. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he shit the bed, which sucks. Purdy looked like the I don't know if it's just the weather or is the fact that he lost literally all of his offensive weapons aside from Kittle. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, he just looked pedestrian for the first time, and he ends up losing his first regular season game. Yeah, which is first wild. One. Yep. <laughs> it's so wild to say that. And he had his first interception of the year too. I'm pretty yeah. sure he had an interception on this game, right? He did. Yeah, but yeah, this was a game that kind of really shocked me. I, I really thought uh, the Niners were going to come through here and run the ball a lot. Uh, Christian McCaffrey gets hurt with that oblique. Then Elijah Mitchell steps in. He's coming off of an injury, so he's not able to do much. And then you got Jordan Mason that comes through there. He only had like 27 yards on five carries. But, I mean, you got that defense from the Niners, but they couldn't really do much either because the Browns kept running the ball, and they have a really good offensive line. Randy Gregory did get a sack, though, which is amazing because he didn't do anything for the Broncos. I meant to bring that up today at work, man. That was hilarious. (laughs) Just Just like, ah, so he can play football. Another slap (laughs) in the face of George Payton. Yeah, seriously. But, yeah, uh, it's just crazy to think that Cleveland ends up giving San Francisco their first loss. They are now 5-1. Cleveland sitting at 3-2 in the AFC North that I think everybody else is basically sitting about the same. Um, they're all about 500. In yeah, that. that's going to be a close division there. Uh, let me get to the standings. I thought I had that pulled up. God damn it. Um, but yeah, uh, let's go. Is that all you got for it? Yeah, that's all I got. I, let's go. Let's magoo. Let's magoo it in. Um, right along. Onward. Onwards and upwards. Let's get into uh, my deep dive of the week and i decided to pick uh the philadelphia versus the new york jets the new york jets end up winning this game um by some sort of miracle 20 to 14 it's not really a miracle they also have an insanely good defense damn good defense yes um and we'll just start it out robert sala started out his press conference with a triumphant they ain't 12 and 0 no more <laughs> Because uh, he's talking about the fact that the Eagles had won 12 straight regular season games up until that point. Dating uh, back to last year. Yep. yep. The Jets shocked Philadelphia in their first loss of the season and beat them for the first time 
in the 13 times these two teams have played in their entire history, which I was blown away by that stat. The yeah. fact that the Jets have never beat them once. And how has it only been like 13 times? It's like, super weird. How? What the fuck? Yeah. So I well, I guess AFC, NFC only play a couple times every few years. Every four years, yeah. Yeah, but so it's strange. But still, Jets have been around forever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, I thought that stat was insane. Um, Tony Adams and his intercepts Jalen Hurts for his third interception of the day with a minute 46 left in this game and Brees Hall scores on an eight-yard touchdown run to help the Jets nullify the 11-point deficit um, then the, the ball you know goes back to the Eagles and they could not do anything no they couldn't the, get anything no. going man the Jets stifle them uh, on their attempt to rebuttal to win the game as Jordan Whitehead knocks the ball out of Devontae Smith's hands on a fourth down attempt the New York Jets D was all over Philly for the most of this game and helped Hurts tie his most interceptions in the game in his career. Uh, all the while, the Jets are missing starting cornerback Sauce Gardner and yeah. DJ Reed. And they were without, I think, their starting center, too, or guard. I think it was their guard. I can't remember the dude's name. Oh, it's a cool name. but yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I but they remember. were all out there, uh, offensive linemen too. So yeah. yeah, and somehow the Jets are rolling in their bye week, sitting at 500. Which after the way the season started, I think everybody thinks that they would be sitting at one and five, like like the Broncos or somebody else. Yeah. Um, but now the Jets are moving into their bye week at 500, and they have beaten the likes of Buffalo. Denver, uh, and they almost, took the Chiefs down yeah, to the wire. Almost man. beat Patrick Mahomes too. I mean, that is a for real defense they got there. And really, who people aren't talking about enough is Quincy Williams. Man, that that linebacker yeah. they got there, dude. That guy is flying all over the all field. All pro, yeah, all pro is what I'm seeing right now. So, um, yeah, um, yeah. With this defense, if they can keep Wilson from making mistakes and put him in the game manager role. Um, they can win a lot of games because mm-hmm. I don't know too many people who are going to be able to score uh, bunches and bunches on this defense and um, and just keep handing the ball off to Brees Hall. <laughs> yeah, that seriously. Good, man. Yeah. I don't know why they don't do that more often. Uh, on defense, Tony Adams, Bryce Hall, Quinnen Williams each had interceptions, and Quincy Williams, Quinnen's brother, recovered uh, DeAndre Swift's fumble that happened. Yep. Um, and Greg the Leg hit all four of his field goals in this game one week after he hit five. Yeah. So that dude, if you got Greg the leg on your fantasy team, that dude's scoring about an average of 15 points a game right now. I don't know now. how the Rams ever let that guy go, man. He's a good kicker. Yeah. Uh, the other big news in this one, man, Rodgers. On the sideline, throwing the ball. Not only throwing the ball, walking around without crutches. And we're talking like, what, three, four weeks from uh, – Getting his Achilles reattached. Yeah. It's a magic brew that <laughs> so, he's got. So, yeah, there. apparently, um, you know, the frequencies of dolphins fornicating may be helping his Achilles. Um, That's probably know, so. Yeah. It just attach itself somehow. I don't know how it works. I think the stars align. It's science and magic. and Astrology comes yeah, through and everything. fits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. He's got it all put together. Yeah. So if the Jets manage to sneak into the playoffs, could we see the return? Of Mr. Aaron Rodgers. You know, I was thinking about this today when they were bringing this up on ESPN. How funny would it be, though, with all the hype, just like the first game, him he coming comes back. Out. He's like, ah! Not that, but I mean, like, they make the playoffs. They're in a wild card game, probably against one of their the divisional win- winners, like uh, the Bills or the Dolphins or something like that. And then they just go out there and shit the bed, and they just like get their fucking <laughs> yeah. doors blown off. Yeah, it'd be, I mean, it would I just be think pretty that'd funny. Be funny. I mean, because of all the hype, you know, yeah. there's just so much hype behind it. Ah, uh, man. Well, um, that is 
That's our, it for the, the deep, of our dives. deep dives for week six. We're moving on to week seven. Yeah, we're moving on to week seven. I was going to do a penalty box, but we went way too over in this episode. And I'll just do a full one next week and kind of after we have like there'll a be full more games week. under yeah. our belt. Um, so we're going to move into the DDOE right now. So you are about to hear the one, the only, the man of the show, Mr. John Daly. Hit it hard. I hit it hard. That is right. It is time to grip it and rip it. The Daily Dose of Excellence is coming at you right now. You just heard John Daly hit it hard. And this one uh, involves a few people, um, one of which is a former Olympian, and one of which is a man who bets a lot of money on sports and doesn't donate nearly as much money. (laughs) But that is not the point. In the right time. Yeah. Right here, where Mary Lou Retton, gymnastics legend from back in the day, was battling pneumonia, and her family, uh, you know, issued basically a heartbreaking plea to help as she did not have medical insurance to cover her fight against the disease because she was laid up in the hospital. And Mattress Mac, otherwise known as Jim McIngville, McIngville, yeah, I believe that's how you say his last name. Well, known as Mattress Mattress Mac, McIngville, yeah, yeah. owns the mattress company down there in Houston. Widely known for making ginormous bets, insane bets, yeah, Yeah. millions of dollars, like millions on the Astros to win, yeah, everything. But he issued a fifty thousand dollar donation to help her out. Um, Yeah, he owns a gallery furniture in Texas and pledged a significant sum to the gymnast who won the gold at the 1984 Olympics, and it should help get her recovered. So thought it was a good story. Him reaching out, you know, instead of putting that 50 grand to a bet, you know, helping somebody out, especially someone like a... An Olympian legend. Yeah, who we all remember. If, I mean, I remember growing up hearing about Mary Lou Retton. Um, but I guess in, and now I feel like an asshole because I spoke too soon. Um, the family was initially asking for $50,000. I guess, like you said, she has pneumonia. It's some rare form of pneumonia. So they only wanted fifty grand. So Mattress Mac did pony up the full amount. Yeah. Um, I do see here that more than $349,000 has been raised um, wow. as of last Thursday. Um, so, um, foot and mouth, you know, it happens yeah, it's to all the good. best of us. Uh, but basically, you know, he came out and said, I guess his wife had a similar health scare and he just kind of was like, I want, my parents taught me and I try to teach my children, um, that, the eff- the essence of living is giving. Yeah. So that's yeah. a cool way to do it. You that's, know, man. Indeed. I, we've always heard, and this guy's always in the news. If you know about sports, and anytime, um, you know, something big's happened, the Super Bowl, the World Series, uh, the NBA Finals, Mattress Mac has some obscene amount of money on a bet. And he usually, he, he does pretty good. Well, and I think, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes if he loses those bets, what he'll do is he'll donate mattresses to like the local community. if he right? wins. If he wins. Thank yeah. you. That's what yeah. it is. If he yeah. wins, then he donates a whole bunch of mattresses. Or I think Furniture what happens, or something maybe. if he hits the bet, anybody who bought a bed it, like during the, if you buy a bed now and I win... 
uh, you get it for free, or like he like pays you back. Uh, or that's cool. Like that. But nice. So yeah, I mean, even when he does win, he um you know gives back. But this dude makes a shitload of money. Apparently, and, oh, dude, he's like ninety years old and just you know still. Yeah, apparently we need to start our own furniture gallery. That's yeah, all I'm that's, I mean, dude, it's like American <laughs> Furniture Warehouse. This guy's got like tigers and shit. Uh, yeah. All right, well, pour us uh, one more little one. We're gonna get right. ready to get out of here. We're doing something a little bit different tonight. Um, you are gonna have a little bit extra something this week as we are going to film something. Right after this, it won't be live streamed. Uh, it will be coming out Friday or Saturday. We're going to do a little bit of a UFC uh, bonus um, recording. Yeah, yeah. you're going to get some more content U- that UFC we can put pre- out. Uh, preview. Yeah, preview for the uh, UFC coming up this weekend. Um, but other than that, um, this has been another fun, rip-roaring episode of the Fringe Fanatic Sports Podcast. And as always, we appreciate each we appreciate each and every one of you <laughs> I actually hit the wrong button I'm sorry and um, we will see you next week in the meantime if you haven't yet please like share subscribe and follow us on everything that you watch and listen to us on and please follow us on all things social media at fringe underscore fanatics we appreciate each and every one of you Chad Damn right. Lee. thanks for listening guys thank you for listening I love you buddy love you I will see you tomorrow at work sounds good <laughs> love ya Ooh. Good one. Toodles.